Welcome. Recently widowed man's son calls a radio talk show in an attempt to find his I, father a partner. Wait, what? <laughs> Recently <laughs> widowed man calls a radio to show his... to find his old father a partner? Yeah. That's, That's not, not the movie. <laughs> a recently widowed man's nope. son. Oh. That's the part that we did not we all talk show. that part. An and it sounded to like Tom Hanks was finding his yeah. elderly father a helpmate as he died. <laughs> Because that would make me feel bad if my spouse died to find my parent spouse. <laughs> you know what made me really feel good? To get Pop-Pop a new grandma. <laughs> <laughs> well, really and I can watch them both die. I don't, need a, I don't need a new wife. I need a new gam-gam. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling alone and unfulfilled. You know it would help a grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the movie, Ben, season two. We're here. Uh, we're not ready for this. <laughs> Christian, we're not recording. Christian, recording. this is gold. I know. Okay, we're good. You were not Keep ready going. for it. I was ready. I just Welcome to the ready. movie, Ben, season two. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Colleen. <laughs> That's She's Mary. Mary. <laughs> and I'm Christian. <laughs> Christian is like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> We've lost her. We've lost her. We'll together. I'm back. Christian I'm was, Mary. Christian was tweaking the knobs. <laughs> 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 That. I'm going to bleep that out. <laughs> bleep you the knob. Because <laughs> 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 that would be so funny. Oh. Well, here we are. <laughs> we haven't learned our lesson from season one, so here we are back for season two. <laughs> Who would have thought? Not thunk me, it? honestly. Well, uh, <clears throat> anyway. We told the people we were coming back. We did. I, mean, I told that person. Yeah. That person. My mom is <laughs> ready. She asked the yeah, other it's day. True. Lou asked me, will you do a season two? And I was like, maybe. Here we are. <laughs> here we you are. Have here we are. That half promise. So here we go. <laughs> well, uh, happy. Uh, we're hoping this comes out around Mother's Day. Christian's made no promises. <laughs> but now that it's on the tape. Now that it's that Mother's also, Day. <laughs> now that it's Mother's Day today. <laughs> a special Sunday edition of the yep. movie bin. Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. Yep. Nancy. Nancy, Tunis. love you. She's probably listening. Who's, what's your mom's name? Barbara. Barbara. Well, that's going to be tough because... Uh, yes, you know who else name has a Barbara? mom named Barbara? Me. Christian. <laughs> Barbara Stropko. Barbara Stropko. Beth Hollingsworth. Wow, three B names. Beth, Barbara, Barbara, and <laughs> Nancy. Nancy. And Nancy. <laughs> Our intention so was to, movie, to release four of these. <laughs> four episodes. Yeah, we were gonna say oh, we're gonna Mother's do. Day. Yeah, we were gonna do four episodes for for moms on Mother's Day of movies your mom loves, and then the weeks kind of got away from us. And, and we, we got said, them all done. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. Nope. <laughs> oh boy, That's nope, a lot of promise um, that Christian just made. <laughs> we landed on the one about the mom that died, so that's on us. But that was but, also by accident because I don't think anybody realized until today. I think we all kind of forgot. Yeah, we just thought it was a cute romantic movie. Well, we're, we're here. We are happy Mother's day to talk about a movie that mary loves <laughs> sleeveless in seattle what happens in that movie may i guess is where we do the plot a father's man's son how about a little how about a little <laughs> background Finally, i actually man. think mary should just read her notes on this movie before uh we're done I because <laughs> uh, why you can't why you well, can't they don't make any sense why read, you... read, read just the one with emphasis yes please Wait, which one what are the ones you read me before that made no sense? Very young Tom Hanks. <laughs> Ex- Very young. Exclamation point. There's like, there's uh, six of them. Six, six exclam- exclamation points. That is too many. I was excited. Also, Chicago got eight. Exclamation points. Chicago. <laughs> well, I know. You love it. Yeah, it was my first note. <laughs> there are... <laughs> 
There are some nice carryovers from uh, season one of the movie, Ben. Like Chicago. Chicago, the city. Mm-hmm. This is Sleepless in Seattle, <clears throat> the 1993 hit, some would say. Yes. It was a box office smash. Yep. Uh, and it was named by the American AFI, the American Film Institute, as one of the top ten romantic comedies of all time. Coming in at number ten, so barely making the cut, but still. My roommate watches this movie every year on Valentine's Day, she said. I thought we were going to call her Sleepless in Charlotte. I'm sorry, 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 we no names. say her real name. Can you believe her name? Sleepless in Charlotte <laughs> watches this movie. My roommate Beep? It's going to lose so many people. <laughs> it will. Could be anybody. Could be anybody. Colleen has a, just a slew of roommates. That is true. And that's it. Just bleep both of those. I'm sorry. <laughs> just wow. What was the point of all this? I did not mean to say that. Go on, Colleen. What were you saying though? No, I was just saying I was reinforcing your point that it's one of the top ten romantic movies. If my your your reinforcement is that he watches it all every year, and that's why it's one of the top ten romantic comedies. Of yeah, because no okay. one does that if it's yeah, not good. The one who wrote the list. So <laughs> I don't think it's okay. Maybe right, who's to say? Maybe she did. Smash hit. Smash hit, uh, directed by Nora Ephron, who apparently is a legend in this field of rom-com. Uh, I have not seen many of her movies, uh, but include You've Got Mail, Great which one. I Great. think is the same movie. It's the, sequel? it's the sequel to this movie, yes. Is it really a sequel? No, no it's not at all. No, it's a different world. It's, like, it's Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks again meet in a very unrealistic way. So that is, it's the sequel. Well, no, because they've already Realistic met in back this then, one. pretty plausible today. And in that movie, his name is Fox. What did you, what did, um, say about Meg Ryan? Oh my Mary? gosh, she said that, um, that Meg Ryan Sorry, said Sleepless after. Sleepless in Charlotte. What did Sleepless, Sleepless in Charlotte, Charlotte say yes. about <laughs> Meg Ryan? She said that after you got mail, she said that she would never do another romantic comedy or, rom- it's mostly just a romantic romantic. There's not a lot of funny stuff. Um, because she was being called America's sweetheart, and she didn't like that reputation. Why would you not want to be America's sweetheart? Is that true, sweetheart? though? Did she never do another one? She was in Kate and Leopold in 2001. She's definitely still doing romantic comedy. So she kind of lied. She totally lied. Uh, also starring uh, Tom Hanks, who uh, the ladies in the room would agree. Not necessarily yeah, the heart hot. drop. Oh. No, but he is but endearing. I said he was hot. I didn't think he was hot when I was a kid, but as an adult, I'm like much more into it. You kind of like older men. And then the children, right? That's that that's seems to be kind, of the- like kind of the extremes, like the Dennis Quaid's and the Preston uh, <laughs> blank checks. Well, to be also, can we just acknowledge that we haven't watched a lot of movies about twenty-five-year-olds? Let's move on. Okay. You remember a couple of minutes ago when you said I was going to do the synopsis? We're rusty. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Hanks, I'm getting a dog named Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the direction towards moving the episode along oh, that we were yeah, looking sorry. for. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's part of I the misunderstood plot. what just happened. Mary, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the movie begins in Chicago. <clears throat> you know it's Chicago because it says Chicago across the screen. And then <laughs> the lights come up and Tom Hanks is at the gravesite with his son. And that's how you know that his wife has recently died. Um, the next cut is to Meg Ryan. She is, I don't know, she like they really paint her as this like clumsy, really like absent-minded girl, which I think long-term ends up helping you like not be so weirded out that she's basically stalking this guy. So It true. does not help me. Well, maybe you. I had never had a problem with her behavior until this time. 
until this time. So you do have a problem with her behavior, objectively, in yeah, a vacuum. I was, I was looking for plot holes this time. Okay. So Meg Ryan is going to a Christmas dinner with her um, boyfriend, who they announce at dinner is her fiance. Walter. Rec- well, his name's Walter. He has a lot of allergies. That's his establishing shot. <laughs> I would say if they were to have characteristics, it would be Tom Hanks has a dead wife. Meg Ryan and, has wow. a slouchy braid. And that's <laughs> and Walter has allergies. I really braid. don't think that's a fair separate. Like and yeah. Jonah has too much trust. That's what I would say. He's so, a child. Um, so much a child. <laughs> what a child. I'm gonna like and like that's why I know I said it like he's Definitely a child. <laughs> what a child. I mean it like that. Jonah is why a child. Why don't you like kids? Oh, okay. I love kids. Great question. Interesting. Okay, so Meg Ryan's engaged to Walter. I'm. I believe her movie. Her, <sighs> Okay. Am I the right person to be doing this? Yeah, yep. you're doing great. You are doing that. What happened uh, to her movie? <laughs> the way Christian will cut this up, it'll you'll sound like Shakespeare. I, just, I feel really bad because I'm not doing a very good job. <laughs> Christian's not even holding a microphone okay, at this point. He's just, just resting just... in his lap. <laughs> oh, bad. Okay. <clears throat> Picking up at... Meg Ryan and Walter have announced their engagement. Turns out she's very superstitious, and although she goes up to the attic um, with one of the moms to try on a wedding dress, she rips it immediately and is like, it's a sign I'm not supposed to get married. So it's clear from the beginning of the movie, I think, that she knows that like not everything's right in her relationship because it kind of seems like she's waiting for an out. I think she's the problem. <sighs> Keep that to yourself. <laughs> um, so Walter and Annie leave the house like separately and as she's driving back to Baltimore she is listening to a radio program with Dr. Marsha Fieldstone who seems like well who did you say she is like Delilah Delilah Delilah. you're too young to know Delilah but Delilah was a light rock Delilah's still on though didn't we is she I I don't know I feel like she is She's syndicated. Christian? Nationwide. So Delilah? Doctor- yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. Doctor- Let's go ahead and do our fact checker. Yeah, that's good, Christian? Yeah. All right, uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dr. Marsha Fieldstone is a relationship expert slash therapist. I think people just call into a radio show with, like, problems. I'm going to say she's unlicensed. And I don't know. And um, Jonah, uh, who is Sam's son, Sam is Tom Hanks. Jonah is the kid who I think is in um, Toothless. To, he uh, looks like like the poor man's kid from Santa Claus. Like they yeah. tried yeah, to get does. him, but they he couldn't. does look like Charlie, but but not Charlie as, would have been a much cute. better. Kid Charlie wasn't born movie. yet. He had a ki- he had a, like a very kid voice. So These and Jonah movies didn't were like have as two much years apart. Voice. So Jonah calls into this radio is that show. True? Um, and okay, sorry, guys. Keep going, keep going. Jonah calls into Dr. Marsha Fieldstone's radio show and is like pretty blunt, like, hey, I, uh, one year apart. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Please continue. Keep going. I need to, I'm never going to get through this movie. Keep going. So Jonah calls into the radio uh, show for Dr. Marsha Fieldstone, and he tells her that his problem is that he really, like, wishes that his dad would have a new wife because he's been sad for a year and a half um, since his mom died. And she completely takes advantage of the situation and asks him to go and get his dad and put him on the phone so that she can essentially, like, therapize him on air. Is that the word? Therapize? Probably. That sounds right. Um, <clears throat> she talks to Sam, and he is very confused immediately because why would he assume that when his son calls him and says, like, hey, Dad, you have a phone call, that it's going to be live on radio? Across the country. Across the whole country. Um, 
but for he goes from being very hesitant to talk about his emotions to just like kind of launching into what he loved about his wife and all of this is happening as Annie is listening in the car they're even like saying the same words at the same time and it's clear that she's like vibing Annie's vibing. Yes. Yeah. Fast forward to the next day. Annie works at a newspaper. She walks in. She hears people talking about this radio show and how overnight 2,000 people called into the radio show wanting Sam's Did phone these number. people not watch television? Is anyone listening to a nationally syndicated radio show? In the 1993? Yeah. At night? Yes. It was also different time zones, so you have to think about that. Because even Dr. Marsha Fieldstone herself said, isn't it really late where you are? And he said, no, I'm in Seattle. It's actually not very late at all. Because in where she was in Chicago, it was like 11 p.m., but in Seattle, it was, what I don't know. I think you said it's like 8.30. You know, the casual well, two and a half hour difference. So, oh, that all in between your time zone. Those will get you. She works for a newspaper, and as she's like... Um, walking through the office hearing people talk about this like phenom phone call that all of the girls want his phone number her editor says oh you should write a story about that that would be great it's not, that is, that's what happens no I believe you okay um, and she's like you know I don't know that might not be great so she goes on living her life this this one phone call is getting this guy all the attention which I will give in is like pretty weird that all of these people were like obsessed with it but they ended up sending all of this fan mail that they were getting to the radio station to Jonah and Sam's house and it's all these women who just want to date him because he's sad no, it's well, because... just because that's why I was interested in him doesn't mean that's why other people would be. <laughs> I think they liked the way that he talked about his wife because yeah. he said these like really nice things about her, and now he's single, but it's not like complicated. I mean, it's complicated. Well, it's pretty complicated. He's got a kid. Yeah, you're right. You're he's right. You're a kid right. And, a, and he's a grieving spouse. So he all of a sudden, the, all of these letters convince him, like, you know what, Sam is really, or I mean. Jonah's really concerned about me. Maybe I should get back out there. And he's, like, trying to figure out how to date again, basically, because it's been years. Um, and he really clearly loved his wife. Um, he calls into the radio show again. Annie's editor calls her in the middle of the night. You see her, like, this is where she starts to get, like, really kind of obsessed. She's, like, peeling an apple in her kitchen in the middle of the night, which, plot hole for me. Go ahead. I would never be peeling an apple with a knife, let alone in the middle of the night when I've just woken Unless up. Unless you were seems, a psycho. That seems really mm. unsafe to me. Like, I just feel like I'd slice my finger. Also, um, why peel the apple? Just eat the apple. Just eat it. But she, Meg Ryan's got a lot of problems. She's obsessed. The, not the least and of clearly, which is her apple. The more that she learns about Sam, the more she questions her relationship with Walter, which I don't blame her for. Regardless of how, like, kind of creepy she is in her pursuit of Sam, like, I see her, like, the fact that she's getting more and more interested in, like, this whole situation is making her question her relationship. So she starts asking everybody for relationship advice. I just... Um, (laughs) There's, like, a couple moments where, I mean, you watch Sam trying to figure out, like, how do people date these days? I hear girls are into butts now. How is my butt? That was a highlight for me. Talking Um, to Rob Rob Reiner Jonah gets a girlfriend. The son gets a girlfriend, and that's, like, Which has got to be embarrassing for the father that his son has more game than he does. And the the son's girlfriend goes H and G, and that means hello and goodbye, which is good uh, text speak for the 1990s. But also very rude to your boyfriend's dad. Yeah, get yeah, out. that's true. Get she out, had a, she had an attitude and a travel agent for a mom, which comes into play later. Where did she even come later. from? Like 
literally? Well, I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't feel like this is that kind of podcast. <laughs> okay. So, um, Annie is... Uh. Annie's gotten to the point now where she's so obsessed that she's decided that she wants to write a letter to Sam. Um, and as she's A man ra- she's never met. Writing a letter is not a crime. I oh. wrote a letter to Lay's Potato Chips. <laughs> I love their Who chips. Who exactly? Were you, it was like a thank you letter? Yeah. Well, like, like they have their address. Dear Ruffles. I, <laughs> Lays. <laughs> Lays. Did they send you anything? Nope. Okay. Oh. Was I hoping they would? Thanks to our sponsor Lays. today. Lays. 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 Frito Lays. Just one. Um, anyways. So she wrote a letter to Lays. <laughs> she decided to write a letter to Sam. This part's just, it's so important. That's why I keep having to stop because it's really, it's like the the turning point, like the keep, like, what is it when it gets to the top? This, this is how this psycho takes the next step. It's the turning point. It's the key. It's the, it's the, the thing top. that causes Pinnacle. everything else to fall into place. She writes this letter to Lays. <laughs> she's writing a letter to Sam. And as she's writing it, Rosie O'Donnell, who's her editor, is sitting on the couch watching. Um, an affair to remember. That yep. sounds right. With Carrie Grant, and as she's writing it, she's talking. She's um, writing to Sam about where she wants to meet him. And Rosie o- O'Donnell says, "You need to meet him on um, the top of the Empire State Building at sunset on Valentine's Day." Cliche. It is a little bit. So she can't. <laughs> she bit. can't wait though. She cannot wait for him to respond to the letter. She doesn't want to wait till Valentine's Day. So she decides. You know what? I'm just gonna go to Seattle. I know where he lives because I have his address. Um, there's like kind of a montage of stalking, and it kind of it ends up with her standing on one side of the street, almost getting hit by a car, while he's standing on the other side of the street. As she almost gets hit by the car, he looks over. They make eye t- contact, and then she just like he leaves. says hello. <laughs> She almost gets to buy a cab, and then it just cuts that she's back home in yeah. New York. She, she was too hello. embarrassed. Chicago, so she did, no, that's at the end. <clears throat> she doesn't say hello back to him in I, that scene? I, don't I think she don't does know. say hello. Maybe. So she was basically stalking him. She almost gets hit by a car. She goes back to Baltimore. He decides to go on a date with someone who he's not very interested in because... Why would he be? Well, why would he be? Her name was, I believe, Valerie. Victoria? Victoria. It was either, it was one of those two. A pretty forgettable V name with a really terrible laugh. She did have a really terrible laugh. It was was like a Janice laugh. It was just very intense. Don't do it. Come on, Christian. Oh my God. (laughs) I think I want Christian to be the impression guy for season two. Okay. (laughs) So he is. um, David. (laughs) Yeah. He's dating the girl with the V name, and it's not going great. Um, Jonah does not like her at all because he really wants her. He really wants his dad to date the girl um, from Baltimore who wrote them the letter. Who his son's never seen either. He's only gotten a letter from her, right? Yeah, he's just got. He he just he's a romantic. He believes in love. <sighs> he got letters from everybody. Um. What? Oh, yeah, he got letters from lots of people. You're right. She, like, has gone to great extremes at this point. Like, she's lying to Walter about where she is, and she's, like, not... She's just not being truthful, which I don't appreciate. But, I mean, almost getting hit by a car is a pretty good, like... That should be a wake-up call. I need to really get my life together. What am I doing chasing a man from the radio? Yep. That's all I'm saying. That should have been a wake-up call, but you know what? It wasn't. Um, (laughs) So we follow her path of destruction further. So, but they find her letter, and actually Jonah writes her back (sighs) and pretends to be the dad. Is this romantic to y'all at this point? Like, as I'm just asking as people, do you find this movie romantic? Before today, probably. 
Um, no. Jonah writes a letter back, is reading, like, they're, like, going through the letters. Rita Wilson, this is the part, this is the vague part. Rita Wilson r- reads the letter, knows about the Empire State Building, Sunset Thing starts crying, because she knows, she's heard about it. Apparently that's a movie that really gets people. Um, and it inspires Jonah slash his girlfriend with the travel agent mom to book him a ticket to him go to New York. Jonah, him being Jonah, child. not the dad. The dad is going to go to um, visit the girl with the V name. And Jonah is like, you know what? Let's go. I know we're both eight years old. Let's go ahead and book me a ticket to New York. Um, and he decides to go to New York on his own. Um, Annie's already in New York with Walter because they're picking out rings for Valentine's Day, going to have a really romantic what? dinner. Uh, but she knows she wrote she wrote to Sam saying, like, I'll meet you there on Valentine's she Day. Had at ulterior sunset. Motives She's to get sitting, to New I York. thought we weren't gonna interrupt me again until after I was done. <laughs> I'm trying to keep talking, it's really hard. And so Sam Sam is waiting, or not Sam, Jonah is waiting on the top of the Empire State Building with his little backpack. He's eight years old. He's just up there all alone. And she is eating dinner with Walter, and she just can't take it anymore. And she tells him everything, and she tells him that he's that she's confused about what she wants. And he is, like, incredibly, like, mature and, like, articulate in describing that he does not want to be anybody's second chance or a second second pick. Like, he, he doesn't want to him. be settling for or settled for someone. And she's like, you're right. Cue montage. Sam is running because he's realized that his son has gone to New York. And he needs to go find him at the top of the Empire State Building. She is like run slash speed walking because it was a very slow run. I'm going to assume a heavy jacket. Um, to, <laughs> bless I'm gonna you. Say, I'm going to say it's the, mostly <laughs> the unathleticism of Meg Ryan that really kind of held her back. I don't know her fitness journey. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he gets to the top of the Empire State Building first. And he like has this moment with Jonah that's so special. And they're hugging and they're like, they're just happy. Like this is clearly like a really helpful thing for them and um they decide they're gonna go like as soon as jonah sees him he just runs to him without any like with total abandon and just leaves his backpack behind they get to the bottom of the elevator they're leaving he realizes he's forgotten his backpack guess what happened while they were traveling annie was convincing the guard to let her go up even though they're about to close and she takes the elevator up walks out to just hoping that he that whoever the sam guy was decided to stick around on the top of the empire state building all she finds is a backpack. What does she do? Just like everybody would, just rifles through someone else's possessions. <laughs> Different time. <laughs> Different, Different time. time. That was an. I like to think she was looking for some sort of identification to return it. She that was a building good person. would have been. Uh, but as she's holding, she's out. holding yep. this little teddy bear, and she turns around, and Tom Hanks, who's Sam and Jonah, walk out of the elevator, and they just like know that it's each other intrinsically, which is really interesting, honestly. Because he had not been looking for her at all. He No, he was not looking for her. He was not interested. He didn't realize she was pursuing him. But when you know... (sighs) You know. So it's nice because Jonah got his backpack, and Sam got a girlfriend, (laughs) and they walked away together basically as strangers, but don't worry, because she had listened to him thought about him a lot and written him a letter and almost gotten hit by a truck. And then they just fall in love. And, and dumped her her boyfriend who would take this downfall in his life to become the American president in the great film Independence Day. <laughs> Bill and that's the end of the that's story. Yeah. You made it, Mary. I'm sorry for interrupting you. What a journey. What yeah. a journey. It was a journey. So I'm sweating now. Plot holes. How do we feel about this movie in general? Two thumbs up. Is it one of your favorite rom-coms? No. 
I enjoyed it. Not a favorite. A top ten of all time by the American Film Institute. When was that? For romantic comedies. But when? Still, that's the category we're talking in. They say it's one of the best ever. It's got a 76 in Rotten Tomatoes. That's very passable. That is good. Hmm. Mary and I were saying like, most of the other movies we have watched have been somewhere in the 20 range. Yeah, pretty yeah. low. I'm pretty sure Rick of the Year got eight. Yeah. Yeah, but so. Big Green got six. Well, so. But we all understand why. Big Green was the worst. We won't we talk about that it's now. It's crazy Let's, how people's opinions change over I know. time. This is America we're living in. I love it. It's true. So tell me what you feel about Sleepless in Seattle at this point in your life after having watched it, it tonight. So what's tricky is that like I really love this movie and I've never looked for flaws in it before. And now I do kind of see I am feeling burdened because I think that I was raised with some really unrealistic ideals of what, you know, in the movie, Rosie O'Donnell says you don't want to be in love. You want to be in love with in a movie. Like you want the way that it's portrayed in a movie. And I kind of, it feels meta because I feel like I just have this totally unrealistic portrayal of like what it actually looks like. And, and it's mostly because of movies like Sleepless in Seattle. But do I still love it? Yes. Does it still have a great soundtrack? Yes. Great soundtrack. Am I more into Tom Hanks than ever? Yes. Yes. Because yes, I was never very into Tom Hanks. And now look at you. You're going to go home and watch Turner and Hooch when you get home. Speaking of Turner and Hooch. Is that an I'm alarm? Get, yes, that's the alarm. <laughs> you hear that alarm? That's the oh, building alarm. Let me go turn that off. So, pause. Christian, pause. at this point in the recording, pause. <laughs> Christian, tell me your thoughts on the movie. So I've never, I've never seen this movie. If you still, still haven't seen, still it. haven't seen it. You're Did using you're the wrong. <laughs> 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 there was no yourself? microphone attached. I sabotage. <laughs> I just put on the wrong set of headphones. Uh, yeah, I've never seen this movie. Still haven't. Um, <laughs> Starting season I two ran off out of on time. a. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it seems though, just based on hearing Mary it seems tell the like tale, a pretty like to today's standards, it seems pretty normal. Like I feel like we all kind of like. Lurk some yeah. people, you know, like, it's easier to stalk than ever. This yeah. is the 90s We're, version of Facebook stalking, yeah, for sure. Facebook stalking meets Tinder profiles with a I don't Huge know how far away radius. Seattle is from Baltimore, we'll say 2,000 mile radius. Seems pretty normal. It seems <laughs> normal, yeah. Christian, could you, here's the thing if you look at your look at your, yourself in Tom Hanks's shoes in this movie, you've never met this woman. You have no idea that your eight-year-old son is going behind your back trying to just manufacture this relationship with some crazy woman from Baltimore who's engaged to a perfectly fine guy who just happens to have allergies. Who wants his... someone who's just perfectly fine? Yeah, no one wants he's, that. He's, he doesn't want to he be He took her to New York to, to pick out an engagement ring. That's, That's like every girl's dream. Is it? <laughs> Is it? I love it's every it, girl's dream. It's a lot of girls' dreams. Like go to New York and go to Tiffany's and pick out a ring. That's where they were at. Did they you were see get... how much stuff he needs just to go to sleep at night? The man, he, he need... cannot help his, his biological conditions that he was given. He I'm was doing saying, the best he can with Zyrtec. the hand he was dealt. <laughs> <laughs> he could really benefit from some young living. You know? <laughs> Did he have some essential oils? He had some nasal problems. He was allergic to everything. He mm. did say that if he had, would they say even a shred of a nut? Is that his fault? <laughs> you can't overcome allergies. It's not allergies. his fault, but it is his responsibility. And so maybe he's it's not responsible. Her, but it's not her responsibility. And I really don't think, like, she got engaged to him knowing what his allergy level was. I don't think that that's why. I yeah, feel they, he's just perfectly I feel way bad for Walter in this movie. Yeah. Walter is... But uh, Walter doesn't feel bad for Walter. I actually yeah. don't feel bad for him because he got rid of that psycho because Meg Ryan was oh an gosh. issue. 
She did. She <laughs> fell in love with a man on the radio and communicated with his son and stalked him and hired the detectives to stalk him. Can we, we will right. talk about that, though. How did she not know that those letters from Sam, I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, this is a good Were point. not written by an eight-year-old. Because they were written by, by an eight-year-old. Like, literally written by an eight-year-old. Literally. And, and would she not an think maybe this not man. not have the, the language to articulate a letter. Love is blind. Love is blind. And she is, she is blind. Meg Ryan is a blind lady. But she didn't need her eyes to hear him on the radio, lady. you know? <sighs> this is She's blonde. It's unbelievable. She, so he literally was only on the radio one time, right? Twice. Twice? Maybe more than twice, but I remember twice for sure. Because at that one point, she was peeling the apple in the kitchen, and then she goes into the broom closet. But I thought she, that's a different scene, right? Where she goes downstairs and hides in the broom closet, listen to Jonah that's, talk. That's the second, the second time. time. Oh, the first yeah, time. but she's the first, first peeling the apple and then she peeling heals, the apple like a she, crazy she person. She hears, um, well, but you know what's funny is that she peels the apple that way and it's like very noticeable. And then like a couple minutes later, Tom Hanks is talking. Oh, that's so sad. Jonah has a nightmare in his room. That was room. the saddest part where he calls for his mom. Yeah, he has a nightmare and he calls out Oof. for his mom, which is even like the, she's been dead for like a year and a half. And um, Jonah calls out for her, and so his. Uh, his dad comes into the room and she, Jonah says that he's like starting to forget his mom. And the first thing he tells him is she could cut an apple in one long curly peel, hmm. which seems a little, honestly, it seemed a little excessive, but it made me think of a plot hole. Go Let's on. go. <laughs> the movie starts on Christmas Eve. Yep. <laughs> the movie ends on Valentine's Day. Wow. So yeah. that's a pretty tight window. Yes. How many days is that? I'll do some math. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not. That's I don't like know. shorter than like the Bachelor romance. It is much shorter. with way less group dates. But she got they, she bought in very quickly to the thirty seconds of audio that she had of maybe more than thirty seconds. Let's be generous and say five minutes for each call. Right. And um, she and, she bought into that really quickly. Wrote a letter. Went out to Seattle. Fell in love. This is like two months, and then. And then that's when they finally meet is on the top of the Empire State Building. But Having it's never had a real conversation, maybe shared a couple letter correspondences, no. but just one correspondence. Just the right? one. The one letter that she wrote, like a crazy lady saying, please meet me in New York on top of the Empire State Building. I don't know that that was like super crazy. It's not like she could text him. Mm. It's true, but. Like you like wrote a letter or you like sky wrote. Do you think she could know. have just found his like phone number though, and maybe just give him she a call? She did find his phone she number his because she, she well, she found his phone number because she called the voicemail and he said, "Hey, this is Jonah, last name, and that's Baldwin. This is Jonah. This is Jonah Baldwin. We can't come to the phone right now." She hangs up. She's like, "Now I know his last name," and she's that's when she starts typing it into her word processor. Right, but I'm saying a phone call would have been a good first step before flying across the country. Fifty-one yeah. days. Love makes you do crazy things, you know. It is a month. Especially it's not when love you're yet. Already engaged to someone It's a else. month and a half from from the time she hears him for the first time to they're they're holding hands, walking off the Empire State Building. That's that's, that's is that the biggest absurd. Plot hole? That's well, probably I mean, yeah. Things move pretty fast here because apparently their total screen time together in the movie was just two minutes. Wow, that is fast. Yeah, that's oh. all added up though, right? And most of that is her just staring at him from across the street, almost getting ready to hit by a car. But you know, Tom <laughs> that's a good Hanks, forty-five seconds of their screen time. Tom Hanks said that when he when he knew that he was going to marry Jonah's mom, he just like knew, like he he grabbed her hand to help her out of the car, and that's when he knew he was going to marry her. So I guess he could grab a backpack out of her hand and be like, oh, "That's my wife." His son's backpack that she was pilfering through, like again, a that's crazy not like person. She stole crazy. it. She Speaking. found it and was just digging through it, probably looking for some more evidence to go hunt them down to their next stop because she's a crazy person. 
I don't think she's crazy. Jonah? She's just, is this who we're talking about? That's Jonah the child, is the yeah. son. Yes. Ross Mallinger? Mallinger? That sounds right. So, apparently, Tom Hanks was very irritable on this set. You said he was a very angry person at the time. Oh. Just in life? He Yes. He was very jealous of the kid who was the actor at the time. Saying really? he got too many lines. Yep. Wow. So, this is what a producer says. Tom is being driven crazy and this boy keeps repeating dialogue off camera when Tom's trying to film a scene and he's not adding to the film right now. They say harsh. So, Nathan Watt was replaced by Ross Mallinger. Oh, the original kid was replaced. Yes. Isn't that crazy? So this is the second kid. Yeah, this is the second the first kid. kid he seems like he was the second kid. But confirm yeah. he was in that in that toothless tooth fairy movie with Kirstie Alley. Oh, uh, the tooth fairy starring The Rock is what you're no. thinking of. No, no, no. no. That's no. do you know what movie yeah. I'm talking about? You're of? thinking about Cheers. I think it's called the television the program. I think it's called Toothless. Tooth. Speaking of other actors, uh, th- did you know that Meg Ryan's role was originally offered to Julia Roberts, who turned it down? Kim Basinger also turned it down because she thought the whole premise was ridiculous. So Kim Basinger, my kind of lady. It's called Toothless. <laughs> it is. I knew it. But it has Kirstie Alley in it and the yeah. girl with the brown hair, too. Afterwards, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, Jennifer Jason Lee, wow. and Jodie Foster, and Demi Moore this is like all declined it. This is. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. No, who was... Which oh, no, Bombay. Beethoven. No, 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 Beethoven. Beethoven uh, with the uh, dad. dad, yes. Mm. That's true. That's Tom crazy. Hanks, you said Tom Hanks initially huh? turned it down? No. No, no, no. Everybody it, else turned it down. Nine, nine women really? turned it down first. He, he initially turned it down. This is the first Meg Ryan Tom Hanks movie, though. Is that right? Yes, I think so. And then because there were you've got two to follow. This, and then what's the other one? Was there another? I thought they had another one. What's the volcano Sally? one? Oh, There's Joe versus the volcano. But that was before this one, though, right? They were both in that too. I've only ever seen part of that. For some reason, every time it's on TV, I fall asleep. Joe versus the volcano. I, know, I feel Tom like Hanks was early. Meg Ryan, 1990, four years before, three years before. Oh. Hmm. I've never seen this movie, Joe versus the volcano. I was actually expecting it to be a volcano. It's just two people holding each other in the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's. Oh, that's not the poster. Oh, okay, good, because that's a terrible poster. No, the poster. I think that there's some like jungly stuff and some volcano stuff. Oh. So, Maybe three, think so the they've paired them up for three movies, which is like that is quite. Do a you lot. think? Do you think Tom Hanks agreed to it once Meg Ryan finally signed on? Maybe. I don't know because didn't you read me something earlier about how Tom Hanks um, said that she's not very nice? Yeah, they weren't. They were like fighting or something. Yeah, they, they were not. They were actually she that yeah. she was kind of a dour person and not very fun. Good use of dour. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, You're and then. Um, Nora Ephron put them again together, and and you've got males. Yep. So I guess the best romantic comedy of all time. I, I guess agree. we'll be reviewing that one next. The sequel. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel. It's one of the sequels. It's like the me- the the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. No. Where Walter goes on to become <laughs> president totally... of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> and they Meg have... Ryan and Tom Hanks continue to fall in and out of no, love with each other and uh, not realize it. They have yes. totally different names in that movie. But it's essentially the same thing, right? No, they don't know a... it's each other and they no. fall in love on the internet because, or something. No. Well, yes. That part is true. Because <laughs> <laughs> now there's internet. But she's a bookstore owner, and he's a, a major book chain owner, and then they're like competitors. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but we will we'll be reviewing that <laughs> one next. That's the plot I'm summary for this, that one. There's 20 reasons why it's the best, and number 20, because she could peel an apple in one long curly strip. That's very Just dangerous. like his dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says. Jeez. Oh, that's what pretty it, strong. Are any other good reasons? Because it taught us about computers. 
<laughs> is that what? Yeah. Actually, that's probably true because my family did not get a computer until 1998. So you're okay. And this movie is in 1993. 93. So it was because it made of tiramisu sound filthy. Yep, it, did. it did. Oh, that was so funny. This is a pretty good oh, You haven't so seen far. it, so I'm going to fill you in. They're talking about dates and what it's like to Rob date Rob Reiner now. and Tom Hanks and are talking. They're t- they, so Rob Reiner is saying stuff like... Um, Talking about how, like, basically women are more, like, independent now. And, like, first, you be- you have to be friends first. They always want to be friends first. And then you can neck. And then you go back and forth with that for, like, years. And then eventually you... I don't think I can say that. And then eventually, yep, blank. And then he says, and, and then tiramisu. And then tiramisu. And he was like, what is that? And I'm not going to know how to do that to her. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> he said, you're going to love it. And they left it at that. I think Tom Hanks so is a funny. cooking buffoon. He has no idea what a tiramisu is. He said is. something. What did, what did Tom Hanks say that I thought was so funny? I wrote it down. He said, um, I don't think I could ever let a woman pay for dinner. And <laughs> Rob Reiner goes, they'll worship you for that. <laughs> they worship you for oh, that. Oh, May. I just read something amazing, there, which I think is going to explain why you love this movie so much. Did you know, because Tom Hanks turned it down, Dennis Quaid was considered for this role. What if Dennis Quaid was in this movie? Can you guys, we just need a moment. Can you imagine if this was Julia Roberts and Dennis Quaid? It'd be a, I enjoyed this movie a lot That is a miss that they haven't, they haven't been in a movie together as love interest, right? I don't think so. Because they should have been. That would have been great. She would have made a great crazy newspaper lady and he would have made a a great sad sap dad. There's still time. He is a sad sap dad. That's basically him as the dad and parent trap. They'll do it. I I guarantee yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. There will be a remake of Sleepless in Seattle. Probably. Starring we'll Dennis Quaid. Uh, we'll have a be forum like on the site. And probably the kid from Santa Claus. That will be the plot where you find your dad's dad. <laughs> <laughs> where he we'll finds Tom Hanks, we'll who will be his father in the movie. <laughs> there will be a petition on the moviebin.com. Yeah, if uh, Nora Ephron sign. is listening and she steals her idea, you heard it here first. This is intellectual yeah, property. I just want to <laughs> The date is... May 9th, 2018. <laughs> Let it be known. I want to remind you that Nora Ephron's dead. <laughs> this is like that time on American okay. Idol where Ryan Seacrest cried to high five the blind guy. <laughs> I'll also be on the movie, Vin. Um. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Anyways, there's another thing that uh, Tom Hanks I, says I that I just like. I just I'd like to apologize. <laughs> you can't retract that. I'm the, sorry. I'd like to apologize to the uh, Nora Ephron estate, if I may. <laughs> you can't say that in the laugh. Do you think that Nora Ephron and Zach Ephron are related? Uh, their names are spelled differently. The PH and the F. Ephron of Nora is. Uh, <laughs> Ephron of Nora. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back, Movie Ben. We're here. Thank you for so, joining us. Wait, Murray's got some quotes. Are you <laughs> signing off right now? <laughs> Colleen has barely said anything. Oh, that's true. I'm just kind of taking this all so in today. So, what do you today. think, Colleen? Yeah, what do you feel about this? One of my uh, favorite quotes was from Jonah. What he said: "A hoe. My dad's been captured by a hoe." <laughs> oh yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> when he was uh, well, off with the lady new with girlfriend. the V name, he co- Jonah. Yeah. Oh, you you say it. I'm no, what? Go ahead. What were you say? Jonah calls into the radio station and he is freaking out to Doctor Marsha Fieldstone because he is saying like, yeah. "My dad's been captured by a hoe." Just hilarious. <laughs> He's talking about the lady with the V name, but, but calls- ironically, that could have been used uh, to talk about how is she a hoe? Meg Ryan is the one who is essentially. <laughs> leaving her fiance. Technically, no one in this that movie doesn't is a, make hoe. You a hoe. I'm not saying she's a hoe. I'm just saying she has questionable character. Also, Doctor, what's her name? Marsha Fieldstone. Marsha Fieldstone. Ephron. She didn't actually help 
Sam at all. You're right. She never all she did was him. air his dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah. she and did it for ratings. Gave him no advice. Any other great quotes, May? You wrote a couple other things down. Yeah, what was what, um, what were you going to say? I only have one other one because my notes really just don't make very much. Sense. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> very young Dummies. <laughs> Rita knows um, the movie. <laughs> God. Yes. Nicole Kidman and Natasha Richardson also considered for this Natasha role. Natasha Richardson and Dennis Quaid? That would have been oh. the parent trap. Yep. But just one less twin. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. And, and played by the boy from Santa Claus. And the name was Annie, so that's Annie grown up. Yeah, that's, oh wow. Full well, circle. And blonde? And with her dad. Holly <laughs> 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 was the one who lived with him before, so it's almost like it's not even her yeah, dad, but kinda, biologically yeah, it definitely Yeah, still kind of just is. fell apart there on me. Um, um, boy, so boy. here's the thing. This is the last thing that I have on my notes. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about, I just closed them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when they're talking about when he's first trying to figure out how to date, like he's talking to Jonah about it, and he was like, "When I was dating, it was as simple as this." He said, "You see someone you like, you have a feeling, you ask him to get a drink. It's not more complicated than that." And I just like, you know, the '90s. Simple. The simpler Simple times. You could go right to the gate of an airplane. Yeah, you could boy, just I mean, have a feeling he, and get a drink. Tom Hanks dropped off you the girl with the V name. Call and literally, a radio station and get 2,000 letters. How did they not say anything? Like, he just let the kid go? It's because the babysitter was a total well, The babysitter was not not yeah. a great babysitter. That's a whole separate issue altogether. <laughs> yeah. But Tom Hanks, finding out cut. his son, like, you have to realize, like, if he knew his son was missing and knew where he was going... That he didn't have to like get on a plane and go get him. He could have called something in New York. He could have called the Empire State Building. Could have called the airlines. Could have called somebody and said, "Hey, my was son's he, there. Can you just go ahead and grab him and was, I'll be there shortly." He was visiting the girlfriend with the V name. I kind of feel like he might have already been in New York. I can't no. remember. I can't I remember think, where she I don't is. Think they were you together, haven't though. seen the movie. I've read a lot about it <laughs> this, this time. And this time that we've just been talking. Christian also has been writing his own fan fiction of <laughs> <laughs> what happens after they leave the Empire State Building. Go on, Christian. Uh, so, so once they Annie and uh, Sam. He, he's the one who wrote it. Is this uh, this goes into You've Got Mail, right? Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the bridge. So we episode. should just wait. And talk about it in the next episode. That's a good cover for not having your fan fiction ready to share yet. <laughs> I expect a full not ready. <laughs> fan fiction chapter of this. Some kind of amnesia is going to have to be involved. Yeah, for sure. And this time, instead of writing a letter, she does electronic letter. Yeah. Because, we, because she's still in a similar industry. She was a journalist. Now well, she's not, a, a book club runner. What this, is she? She owns a bookstore. Dude. This, book store. this movie did just respect. about computers <laughs> and taught Meg Ryan about computers. Yeah, this taught us about computers. That's true. Meg so. Ryan learned a lot. She she did all the background checking. Which plot holes? You can't have a background <laughs> check without signing a document saying that you are you are allowing a background check, especially in the state of Washington. You could walk right on the airplane with no ID. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Also, plot hole: Jonah's girlfriend booking flights. <laughs> well, she, she, that, she's the she one who ha- taught us about computers. She did. She hacked Not the mainframe and was able to to book it because her mom was a travel agent. Gotta love AAA. It's <laughs> great. Well, good thank for you her. to our sponsor, AAA. AAA, <laughs> Lay's potato chips, and uh, AOL, and AOL, and downtown Matthews, and home t- of the movie bin. <laughs> home of the movie bin. Thank you for joining us. Season two, we're back. Uh, TBD on when episode two comes out. But, uh, <laughs> or how many episodes are in TBD this season? TBD of uh, yep. episode one coming out. So. Okay, well, let's not get carried away. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.